Tonight's lesson is, what's wrong with the world? This is our big question. So we've talked about, talked about um, what is life all about, and we've talked about who is God, and so we're just trying to tackle some of the big questions of life. And so tonight is, what is wrong with the world? What is wrong with the world? So has anybody noticed uh, anything particularly crazy about this year that we've been living through? <laughs> yes? The coronavirus. the coronavirus is probably number one. Anything else uh, kind of challenging this year? <laughs> so we have, um, I don't mean to bring you down or anything, but uh, we have like financial crisis kind of going on a little bit, or polit- political division and fighting it's like a bunch of the bunch of out west is on fire that's not good um and um some social unrest as well and some uh, lack of justice in some places and for some things so there's a lot of kind of difficult things going on right now so it's pretty good illustration of what's wrong with our world there's lots of things wrong with our world isn't it you can look around and say this is not right i mean how many times have you just been walking around in 2020 saying, this is just not right? Man, I've said it a lot of times. I at least have thought it. You know, there's, I was looking up, there's actually some other kind of crazy stuff going on. You know, the, uh, the other day they said that um, there's, there's this star they've been watching for decades, but they looked the other day and it was gone. One of the stars, because it turned into a black hole, but it didn't explode first. It was kind of weird. Yeah, I know, so... Not that that uh, necessarily means anything. It's just another weird thing that happened. And um, Ileana, you go to the next slide for me. There's also this guy, oh, the, the murder hornets. You've heard about them, right? <laughs> oh, that's, that's uh, don't worry, that's way out in, uh, in Washington State. They're not anywhere close to here. So you don't have to worry about that. All right, go back to the previous slide. Uh, that's good. We'll, we'll park on this one. So anyway, all that to say that... Um, Things are not as they should be. So the question is, what, what happened? Why is our world so broken? Why are so many things wrong? That's what we're talking about tonight. And uh, so if you think this is not how it's supposed to be, then that sort of begs the question, well, what is it supposed to be like? What is the world supposed to be like? That's kind of an interesting question, isn't it? I don't know if you've ever thought about that before. Because it seems like most people, they, they sort of know how things are supposed to be, but it's kind of hard to put it into words sometimes. Have you ever heard somebody say, well, this is just the new normal? You heard that? Yeah. Well, it's the old normal. What's, what is normal? That's kind of a hard question, too. What is it supposed to be like? Well, the Bible tells us that when God created the earth, what was it like? What did he, God say after he created the earth? He said it was very good. That's right. When God created the earth, it was good. God did a good job of creating the earth. So we can't blame all of this stuff on God, even though he is the ruler of heaven and earth. But uh, some other things are going on, and that's kind of uh, been puzzling for, for a long time. And so the Bible is the way we can sort of figure out, well, what happened? And so God created the heaven and earth, and he declared it to be good. And... Um, and he put, uh, he put Adam and Eve there in the garden. He wanted the earth to be a place where he could have fellowship with people. What does that mean, like have fellowship with people? Like, um, what did God want to do? 
What was one thing he did with Adam and Eve? Do you remember what we talked about? Like when it got kind of cool at night and the Bible says that he would walk with them and talk with them. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah. So God actually wants to talk to us and he wants to hang out with us. That's kind of what they were doing. They were just sort of being friends. That's what God wants. It's kind of funny to think about that, but that is, that's really how it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be a beautiful place. Everything was supposed to be perfect. It's supposed to be very good. Uh, no pain, no suffering. Um, some important things to do, but they weren't ridiculously hard or frustrating to do. And, uh, and then to have fellowship with uh, God, their creator. That's how it was supposed to work. Unfortunately, it did not stay that way very long, as our little questions indicated. All right, so I'm going to read a couple of verses from uh, Genesis chapter 3. And I'm betting a lot of you know this story, but we're going to kind of read through here. So this is uh, there, Adam and Eve, they're in the garden there. It says, Now the serpent was more crafty than all the beasts of the field that God had made. Uh, he said to the woman, Did God actually say you shall not eat of any tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but God said you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden. Neither shall you touch it, lest you die. So God had said there was this one rule, one rule in the Garden of Eden, you can't eat the fruit off of this one tree. But all the other trees you can eat the fruit from. That was it. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. So the serpent is sort of lying to her, as the serpent does. He said, now here's what he says. He says, For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So he said, if you eat this, you'll be, you'll be as good as God. You'll be as smart as God, maybe as powerful as God. That's a pretty good tree. Um, I mean, you wouldn't want to miss out on this. Actually, God's trying to keep something from you. I don't know if you've ever thought, if you ever felt that way before. It's like, oh man, God doesn't want me to do that. God just doesn't want me to have any fun. He's just keeping things from me. That's what the devil was telling Eve and Adam there too. And uh, he was saying, God's just trying to keep some stuff from you. So, um, so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, well, you'd be as smart as God, she took of the fruit and ate. And she, gave, she also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate. When I was a kid, I thought, oh, she, she got tricked, and she, she ate this fruit, and then she like went somewhere to go find Adam and gave him some of it. That's not what happened. No, Adam was standing right there next to her. They were both just standing there. And Adam just doesn't say anything. So anyway, so there, there they are. And now what's going to happen? Are they going to be as good as God now? Are they going to be as smart as God? Well, part of, part, of what God's, or part of what the devil said was true. A tiny part of it was true. Because it says this. It says, Then the eyes of both of them were opened. Hey, that means they did discover some new things. They did learn some new things. Unfortunately, it was not good for them. Here's what they learned. They learned, they, they knew that they were naked. They didn't even realize that beforehand because it wasn't a problem. But now, and so they sewed some fig leaves together to make themselves like little clothes, to hide themselves, because now they felt something they had never felt before in the history of the world. They had never felt 
shame. They had never, never felt ashamed, and they had never felt guilt. You know what that feels like? To be ashamed, to be embarrassed. That's not a good feeling, is it? No. No, it's not. They had never been embarrassed before. They didn't even know what that felt like. But as soon as they ate that fruit, something dramatic changed in them. And they knew, that, they knew what right and wrong was, certainly, but it wasn't good. It wasn't, they experienced it, and it was not a good thing for them to experience. All right, so, so Adam and Eve broke God's one law. There was only one law. Have you ever thought, man, if I was there, just one law, that'd be great, right? Just to have one law. I mean, you go to school, how many rules you got at school? Don't get out of your seat, don't talk, don't chew gum, don't get your phone out. All kinds of laws, right? Adam and Eve, they just had one law, just one rule. And did they keep it? No, they didn't keep it. They broke it. And because they did that, they broke their relationship with God. So God was their friend, and, and God, they would be able to talk to God. But now everything was going to be different. Now they were too ashamed, and um, now they, could, they couldn't have that relationship with God. They had, they had disappointed him. They had uh, broken his laws. And now there were going to be terrible consequences. Not only for them, they were going to get thrown out of the garden, and there were some more consequences that happened to them, but the entire fabric of the world started to shift and change and and decay. And so things that had never happened before started happening, like weeds started to grow. And, uh, you know, the animals became maybe a little bit more uh, um, violent, maybe, or something. Um, Sickness began to happen. And eventually what happened was death. They didn't know about death either. And uh, God told them, now, if you eat this fruit, you're going to die. Well, they ate the fruit, but they didn't die right away. But something inside of them died. And later on, it was a long time later, but eventually they did. They died. And uh, everything, everything in creation started to die. It was just a horrible, horrible moment that happened. And so, uh, this, so that's what happened. That's what happened when they broke God's law. And that's why our world is so broken, partly because of that, mostly because of that. And that kind of expanding out and other people doing bad things and uh, having their hearts broken and having um, evil entering the world like that. Have you ever done any hard work before? Like you've done some, maybe like at school and it's just like, oh man, this is so hard. Well, did you know, really, really working, working was not supposed to be so hard. It is, and when you grow up and you get a job, it's going to be hard, and there's going to be hard days. It really wasn't supposed to be like that, but because of Adam and Eve, our work is, and now it's, it's oftentimes frustrating and difficult. Have you ever gotten hurt? Yeah. All right. Have you ever been sick before? Yeah, we're trying desperately not to get sick, aren't we? That's, that's all because of Adam and Eve. Life was not supposed to be painful. Do you know that? Shh. Can you imagine that? And we know that, don't we? Because, you know, you're going along, all of a sudden you have a bike wreck or something. You know, oh, no, something terrible has happened, right? Because your body tells you something terrible has happened, and, and you can feel it. And, or if you see somebody else get hurt, it's like, oh, man, I know that was a horrible thing that happened. Because, why? It should, you, you didn't, like, get up in the morning thinking, yeah, I bet I'm going to really hurt myself today, right? You don't even think about it because... That's not something that's supposed to happen. And yes, and yet it does. 
And uh, we're not, life was not supposed to have sickness in it. And really, life was not supposed to have death in it, the way God created it. People were not supposed to die. It's not a natural thing. It is something that has, uh, it's our enemy, death. Well, I got to read one more passage to you, and this is Paul talking about this. He's talking to talk about Adam, and he's going to talk about another person called uh, the second Adam. So there's the first Adam, which we just read about, and then there's the second Adam. So here's what Paul says about it. He says, therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, we talked about that, so death spread to all men because all sinned. For sin indeed was in the world before the law was given, but sin was not counted where there was no law. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sinning was not like uh, the transgression of Adam, who was a type of the one who was to come. So Paul is saying the reason we have sin and death is because of Adam. And because he sinned, that death and sin transfers to all of the human race just because of this one man and his wife, but because of this one man. And so, uh, so that is uh, something that's just spread to all of us just because he was sort of like our representative. He was going to represent us all, and he did a horrible job at it <laughs> because he sinned. And because of that, all of us are now plunged into this, this awful um, world that is broken, a beautiful world in many ways, but, but broken and, and tragic in a lot of ways. But he continues on. Paul continues on. He says, but the free gift is not like the trespass. For if many died through one man's trespass or one man's sin, much more have uh, the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. So now he's going to be talking about a free gift through Jesus Christ. So really, Jesus Christ is sort of like the second version of Adam, a better version of Adam. And uh, he is also our representative. But he is going to do a lot better job of representing us than Adam did. And so he's coming to, uh, whereas Adam is coming to, he, he sinned and, and caused us to all have sin and death. Jesus has come so that we can have life. So he says this, And the free gift is not like the result of that one man's sin, for the judgment following one trespass brought condemnation or judgment. But the free gift followed by many trespasses brought justification. That means like salvation, being forgiven of your sins. If because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. All right. So that is, uh, that's talking about the, the second version of Adam, Jesus Christ. So whereas, uh, whereas Adam, Adam plunged us all into sin, Jesus comes and offers us all salvation. And he offers to take away our sin. He offers to forgive our sin and to transform us. Just like that sin transformed humans into something kind of ugly and bad and sinful, Jesus offers to transform us back into something good like God created at the beginning. That's what Jesus offers. So we sort of have a choice here. We can, we can look around, we can say, oh, 
this is just how the world is, and we just better get used to it. We could say that, and a lot of people do. They just sort of give up, and they say, this is just how it is. You know, the poor man can't get ahead, and, you know, you just have to do the best you can, and there's really no way to, no way to come out ahead at the end, and it's just kind of depressing, and that's all what life is. That can be one way of looking at life. Or you can say, you can look around and say, this is not how this is supposed to be. And I want to see something different. I want something better. That's how you can look at life. Say, well, what's better? What's better? The thing that's better is Jesus. Because you see, Jesus is one day coming to redeem his people and redeem the world. That means to make the world new again, to restore the world to the way it was and to, uh, to restore us to the way we should have been in the image of God, like, uh, like he created us. That's what God wants for us. And so, uh, so that's what Jesus is going to do. He is going to restore uh, creation. And actually, another cool thing is if, uh, if, if you become a child of God and Jesus begins to work in your heart like this, you can begin a little bit of that work even right now. You can look around and say, you know what, there's some bad things going on, but we might could fix some of those things. Maybe we can make some of those things better. Maybe we can make some of those things more like the way God wants them to be, more like the way God created them at the beginning. Now, we're never going to be completely, you know, we're never going to completely fix the whole earth. But we can, we can uh, work and believe that one day Jesus is coming to, to fix it all the way. We don't have to give up on everything and say, well, there's nothing we can do. We can do lots of things to help our neighbors, to help our society, um, to like the, all those people working to cure diseases and to help people in different ways. God loves all of those activities, and we can be part of that too. And that's, that is honoring to God and, and looking forward to the fact that one day God is going to fix everything. And so that's what we had to look forward to. Um, so if you, if, you, if you want to know more about that, you can come and talk to us about it. We'd love to tell you about Jesus dying on the cross to pay for your sins and so that he can make you a new creation, a whole different person, the way you were, more like the way you were supposed to be at the very beginning. And then you can have fellowship with God. And one day you will experience that new and perfect earth uh, when Jesus comes back again. All right, let's bow our heads. We're going to pray. Father, we thank you for this lesson that you've given us about um, the first Adam who failed us, but then the second Adam who came to deliver us from sin and from death and to give us everlasting life and the hope of a perfect uh, new earth, a new creation that is, that is fixed and perhaps even better than, than it was at the beginning. And we thank you that we can be a part of that if we trust you and uh, help us to understand about these things. In Jesus' name, amen.